You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. DeAndre Hopkins shoots his shot. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and it can be utilized by idiots like Alex and myself who know nothing about cars, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins taking the Instagram and doing what Steve Keim can't yesterday and that's recruiting top-tier talent. We'll get into the conversation. The Photoshop, pretty impressive. I doubt that Nook did it himself. But, Alex, uh, we're also going to get into the conversation. You're, uh, you quote-tweeted the story about Patrick Peterson. Josh Weinfuss, our buddy, thinking that things are pretty much close to done with Patrick Peterson. We'll get into that conversation as well. Uh, we're doing the first segment live. That's going to be a thing that we're going to do every day here on Lockdown Cardinals, where it's going to be live streamed on StreamYard. So you can see our pretty faces for one segment. The rest of the podcast, you have to get wherever you find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. You know the drill. Also, uh, I got to say, Bill Barr, you guys did it again. You rascals is upside down. That's great. Built Barr. <laughs> Unbelievable. The uh, crispy peanut butter. I mean, just when you thought they couldn't do it any better, they did it. Yeah, two bites. <laughs> two bites today for me. Did I mean, this thing, it's like a thing? snicker size, oh. right? It's about a snicker size. Ch- uh, chocolate co- chocolate covered, like, I just posted on Twitter not, not 15 minutes ago. We have a DM group on Twitter from, our, from the Lockdown NFL uh, hosts, and... The last half an hour, like a lot of most of it's football talk, 95%. But we've been gushing about Built Bar for the last three or four days. Like, we're lucky that they're a sponsor for Locked On Podcast. Now, we're lucky that obviously all the sponsors are here. But the fact that we get to try the new flavors, like, every one is better than the last, regardless of what you, I'm not a huge peanut butter guy. I can't, like, I have to, I have to hide these from myself <laughs> and ration them out so I don't eat all of them in one sitting. No joke. Built Bar. At bar underscore built on Twitter, they're insane. I mean, more so, just go to builtbar.com and use locked on yeah, as your promo code and just get in the game already. That's not that's their that's not their slogan, but damn it, do yourself a service <laughs> and get yourself some built bars. These things are, you know, they're good. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to say something stupid and they're going to be like, I don't like that guy from Locked On Cardinals. He's an idiot. Let's get into the conversation, though. As far as you know, social media promotion, it was Nook Hopkins just coming out of nowhere yesterday. Alex, Alex, we, yesterday we we knew, of course, that they played together. I didn't know that they had this tight knit relationship. Maybe they don't, and it's it's something that we've been sleeping on all off season when we talk about the moves that the Arizona Cardinals need to make to take the necessary leap in this rebuild. It could all lie on the shoulders of DeAndre Hopkins being this, you know, recruiter extraordinaire. You know, it's it's so interesting because you got to look at the caption, the comment, whatever you want to call it. DeAndre Hopkins is, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And yeah, so sure, there's he, this isn't uh, an original case where former, you know, teammate is like, hey, buddy, come play over here. 
Let's finish what be what we started. It could be a double entendre. It could be let's finish what we started in Houston. Let's finish what we were supposed to finish in Arizona last year, but didn't. Now, is 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 Steve Keim gonna pay what JJ Watt wants to come to Arizona? Because you're gonna have you're still gonna have to pay a premium for top tier free agents to come to Arizona. You're gonna have to pay. And it would be the wrong move to pay JJ Watt. He's 31 years old. He's missed three out of the last five seasons pretty much. For locker room presence, for on-the-field leadership, absolutely, obviously, it's priceless. But if he wants a one-year $12 million deal, the Cardinals would probably be best to allocate those funds elsewhere. Would it be fun as a fan? Are you kidding me? Of course it would. To see 99 line up uh, opposite Chandler Jones in whatever sets, I mean, it would be incredible just for the star-studded nature of J.J. Watt, but I just don't think it's, it's necessary at this point when you have – myriad other options out there yeah it was somebody it was rj asking us on twitter yesterday saying hey what are, what are the chances of the arizona cardinals getting a guy like juju smith schuster and a guy like jj watt both of them look one of those guys would make a splash one of those guys already when you're staring down 15 million dollars in cap space um we we've kind of found a path to more cap space it would include obviously robert alford which we think is a slam dunk cut um, it's going to save you about seven and a half million dollars, so that could get you up close to you know twenty anywhere between twenty one to twenty five. You got Justin Pugh, who's an option. You've got uh, you know Jordan Hicks. Oh, what I also wanted to bring up was the uh, the Giants thinking that <laughs> there there's an absurd trade that was kind of bandied about this morning on Twitter from Giants Twitter that is that will have people just gasping. I'll tell you what it is later, but it's unbelievable. Uh, how stupid they think the Arizona Cardinals organization is. I, I don't know if it's it's an indictment or if it's deserved. Who knows? I, I think it's just a slap to the face. But what J.J. Watt would do, and PFF, Pro Football Focus, projected J.J. Watt commanding $20 million guaranteed over two years. So that'd be like, you know, quick ASU math. That's two. That's $20 million a year. I mean, $10 million a year. There's your ASU math. I botched it. But <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, as far as, what he would do, the locker room presence, but it also adds another recruiter. It adds, if J.J. Watt, if if the perception of the franchise is this team's going for it, and it would, I think it would, like what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to do throughout the season and still accumulate talent like Antonio Brown, is it would create that atmosphere for the Cardinals. Even though it remains, like, I think it's unlikely. Even though DeAndre Hopkins is your pitch man, I still think it's a long shot. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the Cardinals were compared to the Browns, the Browns from last year. The Cardinals were compared to that team this year. That's kind of the arc where they are. You know, they underwhelmed this year, and next year's their year to pop. The Browns are a year ahead of that curve. So the Browns made all the offseason moves, bringing in Jack Conklin and, and then drafting Jedrick Wills. And then having guys that want to come play there is Cleveland's one of the names that J.J. Watt has mentioned or that was mentioned surrounding J.J. Watt where he'd be a great fit in the interior of the defensive line or, or even on the outside. The Cardinals aren't there yet. They're one step away, one year away if everything goes to plan organically where they're going to expound upon their eight wins from last season. It's just, it would be so fun. And in, a, in the valley where there's been not that much fun over the last what, 60 NFL games for the Arizona Cardinals before 2019? Like, it's 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 a nice to have, but definitely not a need to have. And the Cardinals need to focus on the need to haves first. 
it's just new, newly, uh, I guess, just life breathed into this organization where we're staring down. Oh man, like it, can Steve Keim? Can he do it? Can he just kind of? Can he do something that we didn't think he's capable of? And then there's DeAndre Hopkins bringing in, and maybe I'm foolish for kind of being blind to this, but the to have that 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 guy that's going to go out there and promote your franchise, who's a face of the NFL, and and really try to continue to kind of strong arm this this rebuild and continue to take it in the right direction that we didn't have the confidence in Steve Kime to do. You know, if it's if it's just Michael Bidwill and Steve Kime jumping on the the private jet that Bidwell is going to fly uh, to meet up with free agents or ever, however they're going to do it as, as the pandemic continues. Um, you know, now that you enter DeAndre Hopkins into the equation, not just the conversation like, hey, we have DeAndre Hopkins now. It's DeAndre Hopkins speaking to those guys. It's just an, it's just an ace up their sleeve that yeah. I didn't think that they had. I didn't. I was dumb enough to not think about. Well, the NFL now more than ever is going more towards the side of star power than the shield. We're seeing just with player empowerment in general, with the stuff with Deshaun Watson and then Russell Wilson, the rumblings about that. Like it's going to be a new NFL where people, all the employees aren't going to be hidden behind the shield. And yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, listen, this, this comes with a territory. The Cardinals haven't had this all world talent since, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's heyday. Right. Even Kyler Murray, when he was drafted, there were so many question marks surrounding Kyler Murray. You know, is he big enough? Is he able to take hits? And there's still question marks surrounding Kyler Murray. We know what DeAndre Hopkins is, and he's a top 10 player in the NFL, regardless of position. So that comes with the territory of the star-studded nature of him, which will inherently make people at least look to the Arizona Cardinals as a potential landing spot for their next team. And J.J. Watt may be a big name now, but we've talked about this a lot and we'll continue to do so. When the buyout market happens, when strap, when uh, cap-strap teams need to make tough decisions, there's going to be big names that you didn't expect to necessarily hit the market, hit the market, and that's where the Cardinals should pounce. And it's definitely not with J.J. Watt, but I, I, I see what it is with J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins now, but don't think DeAndre Hopkins can't go across enemy waters and find somebody else that he didn't play with to come here. Right, right, exactly. And there's a couple things that you need to take into consideration as a Cardinals fan. Is One, yeah, they don't have a ton of cap space, but they have a, beyond 2021, they have a lot of cap space. You just have to find a way out to make it work this season. And you can get creative. They have people, experts, that can figure this stuff out. So don't be like, oh, you know, you can you can go window shop as much as you want because the any most NFL teams, even like the Saints and the Pittsburgh Steelers who are in cap hell, they can find a way. They they can absolutely find a way to get it done. Yeah. Uh, you know, let me ask you this. I mean, if you can if you can persuade JJ Watt into signing, you know, not like a massive deal, not like he's going to secure the bag one last time, like if it is somewhere similar to what Pro Football Focus projected, if he's going to get two years, we'll say $24 million with twenty guaranteed, do you sign up for it? Yeah. Because he gives yeah. you that Calais Campbell type that you haven't had in years. Well, that, that's an interesting comp because Steve Kime thought Calais Campbell was too old and he was he spearheaded the Saxonville movement in Jacksonville. I mean, he, they obviously had more help up front. They had two of the best corners in the game behind him. But it, it's just going to uncheck the box of Hassan Reddick's franchise tag will be gone. Yeah. 
And then them not re-signing Patrick Peterson, if that's the case, if the, if the initial reports are true, and this is now two reports, Matt Verderam and then you Stadium, regardless of what Patrick Peterson says, that's two reports within the last you know two weeks that's saying that it's not going to happen. So, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire usually. It's just going to move around where the money is. But if you look where you'd have to franchise tag uh, Hassan Redick, that's 12 or 13 mil for one year. So that's seven extra mil. You get an extra year to move things around. And as you mentioned with the 2022 cap, they already have their three best players locked up in Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Buda Baker. So the rest is just maneuvering things around that. And obviously with free agency, it'll I mean, there's going to be less questions going into the regular season than we have now. But two for 24 with 20 guaranteed, that's a no-brainer. That's the Larry Fitzgerald deal that you've given Larry Fitzgerald the last two years. And J.J. Watt has more in the tank at this point than Larry Fitzgerald does at their ages. Yeah, and don't, and don't worry about that nest egg that you need for Kyler Murray. The one thing to pay attention this offseason are those 2018 quarterbacks, the guys who had success, Josh Allen especially, because he had a monster year. That's the blueprint. We'll see what happens with him in negotiations if he's going to force their hand into an early extension in Baker Mayfield. Everybody else, Sam Darnold, you don't even know if he's going to stay in New York. Josh Rosen, he's going to be lucky if he's on a roster. And then uh, Lamar Jackson, actually, I should bring into this conversation. He's. We'll see what if he commands a new contract this offseason because it's going to be kind of telling you, you know, what direction Kyler Murray could potentially go with this franchise and, and when they're going to have to kind of pay the piper. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. An absurd trade proposal from an NFC East team. Plus, we'll get back into uh, Alex's just dream scenario acquisition. I want to bring this Come in. Come on! Yeah. Your guy, OBJ, doesn't make sense for the Arizona Cardinals. And another big name should the Cardinals kind of uh, check in on. We'll answer those questions. It's all here, Locked On Cardinals. Bo and Alex, make sure you're following on Twitter, at Bob Rack at Clancy's Corner, and at Locked On AZ Cards. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, the NHL, they're in full swing. You've got spring training. That's coming up soon. You're going to have MLB to bet on before you know it. You can even bet on awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Spice up your significant other watching The Bachelor by putting some action on it. Real-time updated odds, props, and almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place and way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up for. Head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus. $100 gets you free $50 to play around with. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for more of a sports fix, get all the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, he hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories and analysis from our local experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. That's the key. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. It's Locked On Cardinals, and we're already hitting peak crazy season here because I saw... Arguably one of the worst trade proposals in the history of trade proposals. Chad Forbes at NFL Draft Bites on Twitter. The guy's got 17,500 followers. Um, He considers himself an NFL aficionado. And this is his tweet, Alex. 
Chandler Jones due fifteen and a half million dollars in the final year of his Cardinals deal. Potential cap casualty or even trade target for the Giants, especially if he's willing to restructure his deal. Just spitballing here, Evan Ingram for Chandler Jones, and I'm spitting out my coffee. I don't, I don't know what. So if, if okay. wait, if Chandler Jones is willing to restructure, then why would he? Why wouldn't he just do that in Arizona? Instead, you get an underachieving tight end. Oh, please! Where do I sign up? NYG. Let's do this because oh, because he wants to go play in New York. He he did play his college ball at Syracuse, but that's a stretch. Well, listen. So let's look at. I mean, I agree. I mean, but it, it's it's a weird. It's never going to happen situation. But let's jump. Let's jump into silly season. Let's. I'm going to take the other side. Oh boy. And no, no. I, I just want to see. I want to see if I can make rational sense of this about how it would help the Cardinals. So. Evan Ingram is 26. He's been injury riddled, but he's had Eli Manning and Daniel Jones as his quarterback. So let's give one check to Evan Ingram potentially being better than we've seen because he's had crap box quarterback play. Okay, one. He's 26. He's uh, on the last in the last year of his deal. He's a six million dollar cap hit. Chandler Jones is a 21 million dollar cap hit for the Cardinals this year. He's 31, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next season. Okay, so that means that the Cardinals could open up ten million extra dollars on the salary cap for this year. It, it begs the question: Are you going to re-sign Chandler Jones next season? Are you? Is he going to end his career as a Cardinal? Uh, and, and likely I not. Know, I don't know the answer to that. Not, you know, you, odds are no. You can say Odds are no. You he may be up for the franchise tag next season, depending on how expensive it is. That's like your kind of last ditch effort. He's not going to want that. He's going to want to go somewhere where he can get a three year, two or three year deal, and, and make his last big contract. Should they do it? Absolutely not. If if it was proposed, but there were there were talks about the Cardinals being tied to Evan Ingram, you know, throughout this season before the trade deadline. You know, do you give up a fifth round pick for Evan Ingram? No. Do you give a fourth round pick for Evan Ingram? Mm-mm. Do you give Chandler Jones for Evan Ingram? No, you, you ride it out with the guy, the strip sack master, the guy that's had more sacks in the NFL. Maybe that's not the case at this point because he missed all of last season. But going into last season, he had the most sacks in the since the end of the league. Like, you keep your guy, you try to add a bookend with him on the other side, and you try to maul you know for the pass rush position this year. Yeah, it was just a, it was a it was a bad take. I, I'm the the spin that you would have to create. To get anybody on board with this, it's just it's a it's a I don't know why that guy thought that it was a good trade proposal. I, what if you got a fourth round pick with Evan Ingram for Chandler Jones? The production, I mean, you, you just don't get anywhere near the production. You're taking another guy off this defense that needs all the help it can get. Like you said, you ride it out. Even if mm-hmm. you, if you even if uh, Chandler Jones is is not an extension candidate, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, and in his tweet, I mean, he says you restructure. Why would Chandler Jones be willing to restructure with the Giants, but not with the Cardinals? I, I don't know. Well, and the restructure doesn't make any sense. No, because he's. I mean, this is his last year on his deal. You're going to add a year, and and right. that's that's so dumb. That doesn't make yeah, any sense. It's bad. I agree. It, it was a reach. But, but listen. But does is this what good teams do? Is this what Bill Belichick? Him trading Chandler Jones was one of the bone biggest bonehead moves he's had as the GM. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that gets overlooked so much that Bill Belichick's been the GM of the New England Patriots for two decades. 
So, yeah, maybe he doesn't draft well, and maybe he doesn't make the best trades, but he gets rid of guys more than not at the right time instead of a year too late. Is it the right time to pounce on potentially moving on from Chandler Jones, even though it sounds completely counterintuitive? I know you ride with him. Well, you got to ride or die with him. Why? Yeah, I mean, we, I, we brought we him up trade as a cap casually. I mean, we did. We brought him up when we had that conversation. Um, I just, I don't think that that's, that it doesn't seem passing, like. We never really thought for a second that, that was actually going to happen. Right. Because, you know, it, it, it'd be kind of crazy because of the potential that he brings. If he can stay healthy in the, in the kind of impact he can make on the game, I I think you, you you signed up for it. You absolutely did when you extended him, and, and you just kind of ride it out, and you kind of have an off season next off season like you've had with Patrick Peterson, and just see yeah. if anything makes sense. And if it doesn't, you move on. You and you're going to get a compensatory pick for a guy that's aging out. Yeah, I mean, in the loyalty factor with Kyman Bidwell, I mean, obviously th- there's there's no chance that it's going to happen. I don't think it should happen, um, but it's just interesting. Like, how do ra- how do stable functioning winning organizations think when you look at a guy like Chandler Jones, like, like look at what's happening. We talked before the show, Von Miller, there's rumblings that Von Miller may that I know it's a team option. I know he's not to technically under contract. They're going to try and restructure that deal, but it's pretty much the same situation. It, a and a little they, bit. I mean, they don't have a quarterback until they have a quarterback in Denver. Like that's that, that rebuild is always going to be stuck. And it, it, until they get that guy, you know, you, you you have to kind of continue to retool, rebuild, whatever it may be. The Arizona Cardinals are in, we've got to win now mode. So yeah. they would be more in like, let's add instead of shed as far as, especially salaries. So yeah. when you have a guy like Chandler Jones, or if it was Von Miller on the, you know, in Chandler Jones's role on the Arizona Cardinals, I don't think that they would be l- viewing him like the Broncos do right now. That's fine. I mean, yeah. and that makes sense. And again, this is all much ado about nothing. This is not even coming to come close to happen. It's just you got to kind of when the Cardinals are on the precipice of either something great or a front office and, and coaching implosion, regardless, you know, what happens uh, next season, you got to kind of lift up every rock and say, you know what, what if this were to happen? What would the what would the parameters be and would it benefit the Cardinals trading Chandler Jones or moving on from him would not benefit the Cardinals. For Lock, sure. Yeah, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards. Join us for our live stream first segment each and every morning. Right around 10.15, between 10.15 and 10.30, we're going to be live streaming the first segment of each and every podcast. You can check that out. You can uh, get involved in the podcast as well. That's going to be going on each and every weekday here as we broadcast. And then uh, we're going to get into another potential addition we could even revisit this Von Miller conversation, but uh, the guy that Alex kind of put in his dream scenario um, addition to the Cardinals is offseason. It could become a reality. We'll get into it next. Locked on Cardinals. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Oh, man, we were talking about it. How Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you got a couple limited time flavors limited edition flavors including their new peanut butter also they've got the uh, coconut chocolate brownie both phenomenal i've had tasted both of them incredible protein bars that they're equally healthy as they are delicious and they join the already 18 strong different flavors 
of Built Bar that you need to try if you haven't already. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose, maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet right now. Save yourself some cash. Go to the website, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word. You'll get 20% off your next order using the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., it's coming out that the uh, Browns could be shopping the wide receiver. He's owed about 15 I want to say $15 million. It's not crazy. I mean, as we've seen these contracts just go up. Um the Arizona Cardinals are gonna not going to have Larry Fitzgerald at the number he was if they have Larry Fitzgerald at all. But we, they are looking for playmaker opposite, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Now a guy like OBJ, OBJ could become a reality. Alex, I mean, it's your stage. Do you, do you make a play for Odell? You know, like when we first started talking about that, that was a selfish, like, okay. In a perfect Pulling world. the curtain back. Yeah. Yeah, pulling the curtain back. Well, if it was a perfect world, they trade for Michael Thomas, you know, or Julio Jones or something like that. But the reason why I said Odo Beckham and pulling the curtain back, this is full on fanboy stuff. I'm not a huge fan of Odo Beckham, you know, out of the lineup. I'd much rather have DeAndre Hopkins, but he's flashy. He's fun to watch when he's healthy. You know, he's still a deep threat. And Bo picked Nick Chubb because he's had Nick Chubb on his fantasy football team for three years, and he loves Nick Chubb. That's why we talked about this. And he'd be a great fit on top of that. We weren't thinking, you know, like scientifically on who would be the best fit in a perfect, you know, dream scenario. But yeah, having Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins line up in somewhat of a bunch formation on the same side of the field, that'd be fun. You could see Odell Beckham convert into a slot receiver and just mash the inside, you know, between between the tackle box up the seam with, with, with Kyler Murray throwing him the ball. You need a guy that has that burst, that first step of speed, and Odo Beckham's got it. Odo Beckham has the, we're going to run a wide receiver screen, and Odo Beckham could be gone. So it, when it comes to Odo Beckham, I know that he's overpriced, and I know that you know he's banned from LSU football games for a couple years, and I know that you know he's been more of an issue than helping his team get Ws, whether it be in New York or Cleveland, but it would be so much fun to watch Odo Beckham play with the Arizona Cardinals. It would be so much fun. And then you'd have a box checked for the next couple of years. It would be an overpriced check, an over an overpriced box. But you could ask him to restructure. Who the hell knows? Well, Crazy things are happening. And you would only have to give up at this point probably a third-round pick for him because of how much money uh, his contract is. And then you would also not be on the hook. He's a guy that has zero dead cap money attached to him. Uh, after this season, you just cut. Tight. I mean, if it if it fails, if it's a dumpster fire, you just cut him. And it's, you got to find out right now what this team's going to be. Yeah, I I just I have my reservations about Odell Beckham and just him being a team player and and just how he conducts himself. He's a very bipolar type player where when he's riding high, he's in the conversation for a top ten wide receiver. But when he's riding low, I mean, it's it's like Cam Newton. It's it, it's just one of those things where you can tell that he's he's upset, he's not into it. I just don't like that kind of Jekyll and Hyde type personality because I, I think that's the anti... I mean, we saw it a little bit with DeAndre Hopkins, but it didn't affect him to where it impacted his play. You right. definitely see that with Odell Beckham, and 
It's just you really have to be careful when you enter players of Odell Beckham Jr.'s caliber into the equation. And it, it look, it definitely has its positives. Um, I, I would much rather, I mean, anybody would say, I would much rather look for a much more selfless type player, but at the wide receiver position, that doesn't really exist. That's kind of an anomaly. So yeah, the playmaking I mean, is, dogs. what's that? You need dogs. Like you need guys. Yeah. And he's been on, he's been on his best. The last two years, he's like the third, if not fourth option in that offense, both running backs, Jarvis Landry, and then Odo Beckham Jr. Yeah, and he's not a peep. If you get not a peep. if you get OBJ and you add a rookie running back to the equation, I think that your your offense transforms. It's where it, you had your yeah. shortcomings the previous season. I'm not saying that that needs to be a priority, but if something materializes as far as a deal that makes sense, I, I don't think it's a desperate move. I think it's a move that will be perceived, especially in the NFC West, is like, oh, crap. Look what they have. You know? Right. And you could set a situation where, if you're right, so say they, hypothetically speaking, say they trade their third-round pick for Odell Beckham Jr. in a fourth next year or something. If it's not a top-two pick and you draft, you know, again, this has to do with free agency. Like, we won't dive all the way, but you're right. So say they add, in some capacity, a running back, whether it be through the draft or free agency, and Odell Beckham Jr., then you're set on offense for the next four years. Say if they want if they want to retain Odo Beckham and they have a young running back. All you need to do from then on, defense and offensive line. That's what teams do. Like look at Miami. Miami was in ruins. Then they just they had a bunch of cap space. Defense. They they just signed a bunch of defensive players. Byron Jones, Leighton Van Der Esch, etc. Not uh, not Leighton Van Der Esch. Uh, uh, Van Noy from Van Noy. from New England, yeah, and their offensive line's getting better, and then they're going to add their offense. But they have one side of the ball that they can trust, and if if the Cardinals make those moves, they have one side of the ball they can trust. They just have to fill in the other pieces. I'm a little weary too because OBJ is coming off the ACL surgery. Yeah, totally. um, maybe you you. I mean the price the price tag and then the injury history. It it just it has me weary. I'm not like fully on board, but. I think anytime you you think about this Madden NFL type offense that you could put together, you always got to sign up for it. It's like betting overs. It's like you you root for that kind of stuff. Like it's it's fun. Um, you know, is it going to translate to the Cardinals being a Super Bowl contender instantly? No, I don't. I don't think he's that caliber of receiver any longer. But uh, it's also going to not cost you a premium as far as draft capital. And and it, if it doesn't work, you caught him. But then you're another year into the Kyler rookie contract where you know you didn't get where you wanted to go it's lockdown cardinals part of your lockdown podcast network uh we mentioned von miller um any interest in in von miller i mean i it, it's just that it's that type of season where you just kind of you're kicking the tires on on everybody <laughs> you really are and then there's the uh, conversation about uh, patrick peterson both of them from the same draft it's pretty crazy to think that that 2011 draft still has players like Von Miller, like Patrick Peterson, who are still like they're still viewed as impact makers, and it's it's ten yeah. years later. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a draft. Wasn't so, JJ I mean, Watt you, in that draft too? I think so. Hold on. Yeah, uh, I mean it was the Super Bowl from you know the Denver and Carolina Super Bowl was one two 
Yeah, Marcel Darius, three. A.J. Green, four. Julio Jones, six. You know, uh, Jake Locker, well, hell of a picket. Oh, my God. Like, imagine being Tennessee and having Tyron Smith go right after. Blaine Gabbert, your boy. Gabman, Penn, J.J. Watt. Super yeah, Bowl man. champion Blaine Gabbert, man. Super Bowl champion Blaine Gabbert. And then Robert Quinn, Mike Pouncey, Ryan Kerrigan, Nate Solder, Corey Lugent, Prince of Mukamara. Oh, my goodness gracious. Cam Jordan. Yeah. That was at Jimmy Smith, Cameron Hayward. That was a hell of a first round. Yeah. If you missed that, that's your fault. We're going to wrap things up here on Lockdown Cardinals. We will get back into the conversation about some of these veteran potential free agents, some cap casualties, get back into some draft discussion as well. But uh, in the meantime, enjoy your built bars. Join us for the live stream for a segment around 10 15 Arizona time tomorrow. That's, uh, of course, what is that? Uh, noon Eastern and 9 Pacific. We'll talk to you guys then. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. It's Locked on Cardinals.